We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are live once again. It is the Saturday morning edition of the Field of 68 Best Bets podcast and Best Bets live stream. That is Goodman over there. Are you requesting help from Siri? Is that what you're asking for? Is that what I just heard? No, I don't think so. No, you did not. You did not. You, you, you're okay. hearing shit. You're hearing shit I, again. That that happens. That that tends to happen. Um. So it is a Saturday. Uh, it is a Saturday. There weren't a lot of games that happened last night, although we did crush it on the Atlantic 10. Betting the Atlantic 10 favorites. Eight, 10, Ooh, baby. Profitable. Eight, Pro- profitable. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to jump straight into uh, breaking down tonight's games. But first, you know, we have to talk a little bit about um, Arizona's – Arizona finally released their notice of allegations. Uh, they took it to court. They were sued by ESPN and, and I believe a couple other outlets – uh, ESPN and the other outlets won the lawsuit that required them to uh, for like FOIA because um, they're a state university, whatever that people don't care about that. But they released their notice uh, notice of allegations at 9, 11 p.m. Eastern time on Friday night, which is just the greatest Friday news dump possibly of all time. Well, they did uh, it. Here's why they did it. They did it because ESPN uh, was going to publish it last night. So they got ahead of ESPN putting it out there. And I don't know how much we've talked about this on this stream, but I was there at ESPN when that whole thing went down. I was there that day um, when the story involving Sean Miller and DeAndre Ayton and Christian Dawkins uh, blew up. And, you know, I, I there's still no proof that that conversation ever happened. And, and I'm looking through explain, the notes. Explain, explain, the com- explain what you're referring to, because I don't know if, the, if – Yeah, there's a conversation where, where Sean Miller paid Christian Dawkins uh, – well, there was $100,000 that, that, that they were talking about a payment uh, involving uh, paying Christian Dawkins, um, you know, for, for DeAndre Ayton. And uh, ultimately – that's what blew uh, all the Arizona stuff up because without that, it's not a whole lot different than USC, right? With with Tony Bland um, and Andy Enfield, right? I mean, Book Richardson took he took more money bribe, bribery wise, but really, it's not that different than that. Or, or Auburn with Chuck Person and um, some of the other guys, Lamont Evans. But ultimately, that story is what absolutely blew up. Sean Miller in Arizona. And I'm not, listen, I'm not defending Sean Miller and saying like he was completely clean uh, in, in all this because 
there's some stuff in the notice of allegations that frankly hadn't gotten much attention involving academic fraud and dishonesty uh, involving former assistant coach Mark Phelps um, with, with, with regards to Sharif uh, O'Neill and with Book Richardson, obviously the bribery. And also you've got the academic fraud involving um, uh, involving Raleigh Alkins. So there were, there, but, but of the five level one violations, okay, there are five level one violations um, that, that, Arizona has been accused of. Again, Phelps' book with the academic fraud is one. Phelps giving a $500 loan or $500. I won't even say loan, whatever. $500 to, I think it was Keanu Pinder, to, to visit somebody to, for a plane ticket. That's level, that's one number two uh, of the level one allegations. Number three, I think was um, was Phelps' Asking uh, a player who was going to Adidas Nations to help recruit a couple players that were there. Okay. Like, come on, what the F are we doing here? That shit goes on everywhere, everywhere. That's stupid. Like, take that one off the books. That is just absolutely stupid. Then the, the big one with regards to Sean, and the only one regarding Sean Miller was that he didn't provide the atmosphere of compliance and it's kind of coach's control. So that's the one that Sean Miller got hit with. Uh, I think a lot of people thought when you read it, myself included, that it would be a lot worse for Sean Miller. DeAndre Ayton's name was never involved. Not in this 22-page notice of allegations. So, like, there's nothing – there was no proof. And I I still say, Rob, like, I don't think ESPN got it right when I was there. I do not think they got that story right, period. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the that's the biggest takeaway that I had from the notice of allegations was that given everything that had transpired in the last you know three and a half years um, and all of the rumors and all of the innuendo and all the stories that came out about it, like Sean Miller came out looking pretty good, all things considered. Now, the, the level one violation is not going to be a good thing. And, and honestly, that is something that could, uh, if Arizona decided to, uh, they wanted to, that, that's something that is fireable They're, they right. basically said like you you don't promote an atmosphere of compliance which is probably true given everything we know about like that staff and and things that kind of happen under his watch and and it's fair you know he's got a there, there's a reason why that rule is in place so you can't just dump all the stuff off on your insistence anymore like head coaches are in charge they got to pay the price of people in their program fuck up um but all things considered like that wasn't that bad that right. was not that bad for sean miller and and uh today i, I feel mean, get what do you think he'll get for a punishment because again when you thought about it before and it's like oh five level one violations it looks really bad only one is really uh you know hands-on with sean miller and it's coach's control for the most part obviously arizona can get hit hit here because you've got the combination of book um you know and the bribery which was huge and the perception that you got to hit him and then you got the the academic stuff so what do you think Sean Miller gets hit with at the end of the day? Do you think he gets a show cause or not? Um, that's tough. Uh, if you would have asked me this before, like the the South Carolina um, ruling came out and the Alabama ruling came out and the Georgia you Tech appeal yeah. overturned, I would right. have said, yeah, probably, because look at what happened to Oklahoma State and they were trying to hammer them. But right. now it kind of feels like it, it's gone away from that. Um Oklahoma State, it looks like they're probably going to play in the NCAA tournament. So my but guess that doesn't is, mean they're not going to get the, the the 
No, no, I know. So, so I, I just, don't think, I, I just don't think, yes, I agree. But um, if they really, like, if they were really trying to make a statement, then they would have come out and ruled on that appeal no, by now. The statement is this. We want Kate Cunningham in the NCAA tournament. Yes. That's yes. the statement. Yes, that's so, regardless. Um, I think that he'll probably, I don't know if he'll get a show cause. I'm guessing he'll probably be suspended for a certain amount of games next season. Um, yep. If he's still coaching at Arizona, based off of what was in that notice of allegations, I kind of think that he probably will still be coaching at Arizona. You know, if you were going to make a move on him and they've had that, then they probably would have made a move on him by now. Um, the The funniest part, so it, this was from uh, uh, Bruce Pascoe's reporting for Tucson.com. Um, the, the funniest part to me was that, uh, Sean Miller apparently like gets uh, he has to pay or he loses a million dollars of his retention bonus if he gets found guilty of a um, a level one violation. But since he's already owed less than a million uh, on his retention bonus, like if he gets found guilty of that violation, he's going to have to pay a whole bunch of that money back, and it's going to be coming out of his bank account, coming out of his pocket. So, ooh, that's like, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of money right well, now. He's, so. He's playing with house money compared to what he thought he was going to be playing with. Because three years true? ago, three years ago, when that story came out, many people, myself included, uh, thought he was done three years ago, and, and there was no way he was going to survive. Uh, now the Arizona money people, and I know a few of them, they're sticking by Sean Miller right now, and, and I think even more so after reading this notice of allegations. They'll yeah. be sticking by Sean Miller. So yeah. Arizona's got a decision to make. We talked about that. But I just felt like, honestly, the notice of allegations was not nearly as, as hard-hitting to Sean Miller as anybody thought it would be. And, uh, again, DeAndre Ayton's name, nowhere to be found in the notice of allegations. Nowhere to yeah. be found. All right, let's move on. Um, yep. Let's talk about today's slate. Uh, where do you want to open up? I think we should probably start with uh, Oklahoma State at West Virginia because we just yeah. had some news come in about that. So, um, Cade Cunningham is not going to play. Um, okay. Isaac Likely is not going to play. Uh, Oklahoma State is going to be playing their fourth game in eight days. Uh, yeah. They had their Super Bowl, which was back-to-back wins over Oklahoma. Then they went out against Baylor um, on the road, and that was on Thursday night. They lost that game. It was close. It was closer than the final score would make you believe, but they lost that game. Uh, now they have to travel to West Virginia to take on the Mountaineers. Fourth game in eight days. They're not going to have their two best players. That line, I locked it in at seven and a half. Uh, I probably bet too heavy on it, um, but I, I, I mean, it's probably it more- it's already moving up. I mean, it's already moving up at this point. Yeah, I still kind of like it, but but again, you know, at this point of the season. You never know how teams are going to come out. I would think Hugs is still going to have them uh, ramped up and, and, and ready to go uh, because West Virginia is still playing for, you know, are they, they're not playing for a, a league title, but they're playing for the number two seed. Uh, they're playing for an overall number two seed potentially. In the I, I don't, I don't think a number one seed is out of the question for them. If they go oh, out come, and they come on, no, no listen, You're listen, crazy. No, if they go out and they um, if they beat Oklahoma State today and then they win the Big 12 tournament, Illinois loses to Ohio State, um, and then Illinois, Ohio State, and uh, and Iowa all lose early in the Big 10 tournament, like West Virginia could climb their way into a number one seed depending on who they beat in, on, in route to the Big 12 tournament. Yes, they absolutely can. I know you're shaking your head and you don't think so, but it's still a possibility. Um, so, like, there's, there's an incentive for them to keep playing. Now – 
There's still that a possibility. Line, how about this? How about this? Hey. how about this? The line right now at Bet Rivers is all the way up to ten. So if you're going to lock that in, you better get it in. You better get it in soon. Um, yeah. At this point, you might be better off just looking at the under and taking the under uh, in that spot Good because point. if there's one thing Oklahoma State can do is they can throw on this matchup zone um, and create some problem, some problems for for uh, for West Virginia. But yeah, I mean that that one's that one's pretty easy. We don't really need to spend too much time. No. Um, Discussing that. All right. Uh, next up, we have Illinois playing at Ohio State. Uh, that line is now, I believe, it's two and a half at Bet Rivers. Um, when I first saw it this morning, uh, Illinois was getting two. Where do you feel? Uh, where do you stand on this? How do you feel about it? I mean, I think I like Illinois because I, I, I'm not sure that Iowa's going to play, but I, I feel like he's probably going to play. Um, I mean, he's cleared protocol. He almost played last game, so I haven't gotten official word. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's going to play. And you know, the only thing is, Ohio State's lost what three? The last three in a row now. Yep, three in a row. Kind of need this one. I mean, like, I don't know if like they need it, need it, but like you don't want to go into the Big Ten tournament losing four in a row. You know, a, a team that was yep. in the mix for a number one seed two weeks ago. I don't, I don't love it. I got to say, I don't love this game. I don't. I, I really, really like Ohio State in this spot, yeah. um, and I'm, I'm going to explain why. Even though uh, I do, I do think that Iowa's going to play. I don't want to say expect because if I say I expect him to play, it means I have info that I can't like burn a source on, and I don't have info that says that. But I do think that he is going to end up playing today. Um, and for me, this so this is why I like him. Um, the reason why that Illinois defense was so effective against Michigan. What they did was they played heavy drop coverage, which basically means they have the whoever's guarding the, the in ball screens. Whoever's guarding the five that sets the screen basically stands below the foul line in the paint. Uh, the guy guarding the ball handler goes over the ball screen, and they basically dare the point guard to go make a play against the seven-foot center with a guy on his hip while the big, big man rolls to the rim. The reason that was so effective against Michigan is because Mike Smith and Eli Brooks are not great playmakers off the bounce and because hunter dickinson is not a threat from beyond like outside the charge circle um you can't do that against ohio state and it's not because cj walker is this great dynamic playmaking point guard it's because ej liddell is a monster right the last time that these two teams played he had 26 points he hit four threes he's averaging 16 points on the season and shoots 35 percent from three uh we've all season long Said that the teams that you want to target against Illinois, the teams you want to you want to back against Illinois, the teams that can put them into ball screens and take advantage of the fact that Kofi Coburn is not great guarding on the perimeter. This is that matchup. We yeah. saw Ohio State kick Illinois' ass the first time that they played. Uh, I think that this is a great um, buy low spot in Ohio State and sell high spot on Illinois. So I will be on the Buckeyes here. Um, I will be. I. I it might be my favorite bet of the day, although there are a couple of lines that I really, really like uh, elsewhere um, today as well. Yeah, can, you know what? The more I think about it, the more I'm kind of with you on that. I just I don't love it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stay away from that. Um, what? All right, we got to get to Duke, Carolina. Yep. I mean, we got to get there. I, I, listen, it's not it's not a typical Duke, Carolina game, especially to end the regular season. These are usually really important games. In a in a different sense of the word, but this game yeah, is. I was, really was going to say this. This is a really important game. <laughs> it's actually, it's actually more important than it usually is in in some yeah. regard. Because if you're Carolina, right, you're like a ten seed right now. You're like a ten seed. You're in. 
But if you win this game, right, if you win this game today um, in Chapel Hill, you could effectively knock Duke out of the NCAA tournament. I mean, they have one more chance in the ACC tourney, but, like, you could lay claim if you're if you're Carolina – we knocked their asses out of the NCAA tournament today, potentially. Like, how, if you're Carolina, how nice would that be? Yeah, it'd be huge. It'd be huge. I mean, that's not only are you beating your rival, but you're making sure that your arch rival, the Duke Blue Devils, don't get to go to the NCAA tournament. Now, I don't think that that's going to end up happening. I actually really, really like Duke in the spot. Um, and it goes beyond just the simple fact that, like, Jalen Johnson's not there and we've seen how much better. Duke is, uh, at least before these last two games, without him. Um, the first time that these two teams played, uh, Duke got seven points from Matthew Hurt a season long. Um, they got four. The, Caleb Love was four for five from three. He shoots 23% from three on the season. North Carolina was 10 for 15 from three. As a team, they shoot 30% from three on the season. And they only won by four, right? Plus, Without Jalen Johnson, it means that Mark Williams is now getting more minutes for Duke. And Mark Williams is not – he's not like been this revelation where he's like, oh, this is the second coming of Elton Brand or anything like that. But he's been an effective big guy. And the biggest place where we're going to see a mismatch in this game is in the front court where yeah. North Carolina has like 17 guys that can go get offensive rebounds and punish you on the glass and score on a paint. And having that presence of Mark Williams in there makes it just that much more difficult. So um, I, I really, really like uh, Duke in this spot. Um, I will be on the money line. Uh, I'm just thinking in my head, like Matthew Hurt, probably the ACC player of the year, being guarded on the perimeter by who? Armando Baycott, Garrison Brooks, Daron Sharp. You know, yeah. I, I really like that matchup. And if you could give me the over for, uh, for Matthew Hurt points, I would take the over for Matthew Hurt points too. All right. Um, Did I talk to you into it? Did yeah, I talk to you into it? Yeah, I, I, I think so. Just because, you know what, I got to have something on this game, don't I? I mean, yeah, it's Duke Carolina, you know, 6 o'clock tonight. You got to have something on this game. So, yeah, I'll probably take the money line, to be honest. I think that's where the value lies with this game. Um, and a lot Agreed. of times, listen, I don't know what it is. I don't have it in front of me. But I, I feel like the the, the road team – wins this game way more than 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 we realize. So um all right, we got that one. Give me your give me your other lock pick. Forget about like we're not gonna go down every big game today. There's too many games for a Saturday. But let's go with what we like at this point. Give give so me here's, your here's my like. my favorite my favorite yeah. bet of the day. It's 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 pretty simple. Yeah. Um so Archie Miller has been at Indiana. This is his fourth season. This yeah. will be the seventh game that he's played against uh, Purdue and, and Matt Painter. Um, he's 0-6. He's lost those six games by an average of 9.3 points, right? Yep. He's playing on the road with a team yep. that has lost four in a row and five of their last six. They are 1-5 against the spread in their last six games. Purdue yeah. is streaking. They've won 10 of their last 13. They've won four in a row. They've covered in their last four games. Yeah. That freshman class that they have is looking better and better and better and better. Yeah, like, great. how can you be on anything other than Purdue in this spot? Like, how how can you not love Matt oh, Painter yeah. against Archie yeah. Miller? Like, and and look, it goes beyond just the simple looking at the numbers and looking at the trends and looking because I feel like you can only glean so much information out of that. What Purdue does defensively is like they have a whole bunch of big guys inside. 
they play that gapping style of defense and they kind of dare you to beat them over the top. They said they're going to say, like, we're not going to let Trace Jackson Davis beat us. We're going to yep. make you beat us with threes. And the biggest issue that Indiana has had this entire season is that they are a school in the state of Indiana and they don't have any shooters. Purdue. Yeah, no, Purdue, you're baby. right. And, Purdue. and I, love, I just the like fighting Purdue. Robbie Hummels, the yeah. fighting Rayfield Davises. Let's go. Yeah, I, I'm Boiler with you. Up, I, like, I like Boiler Purdue up. there. Um, I'm going to go with one kind of like you did against Indiana here. I'm going to go with a, a dead team to me, which is Minnesota, and go against them. Yep. Um, Rutgers at Minnesota. Normally, Minnesota is a lock uh, at home. They've lost their last two at home, including one to Northwestern. Um, Richard Pitino is is on his way out here. Rutgers given three and a half. I like the Scarlet Knights here. So there were two lines that didn't really make any sense to me today. Um, when I was just when I opened it up and I was looking at it at first, the the first one was Rutgers laying three and a half. Like like why? You know that's one of those ones where you just like that. That's got to be a trap. But somebody knows something that that we don't know, right? Yeah, like yeah. why why is it only minus three here? Yeah. Um, and the other one was Florida State laying six and a half. Yeah. That that's kind of small. Yeah. Right? Why is it kind of small? Yeah. Kind of small. You're right. Hmm. I don't so know. Those, are the, those are the two ones where I just kind of looked at it and I was like, that that doesn't. How does that make sense? Why 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 is that line what it is? Um, and it's actually come down. It's it's now minus six. I know. It's now minus six. Strange, very strange. Maybe. Uh, and they, they, um, I should have, I should have said this, but they're at Notre Dame. Um, Notre Dame has a head coach that is. Uh, there's been a lot of scuttle about whether or not he's going to be there next season. Um, yeah. So, what else you like? What else you like today? Um, I so I like Florida State minus six, and I like Rutgers minus three and a half. Uh, but again, I don't I don't love them because it I don't know it, it, it feels a little uncomfortable. Uh, I like Virginia minus two against Louisville. Um, with no Malik Williams, yeah, that I'm pack line de- that that pack line defense. Um, basically, what they're going to do is they're going to take away David Johnson and Carly Jones. Like what the pack, they're not going to let them come off those ball screens. They're not going to give them any space in the paint. And Louisville does not have enough shooters on the perimeter or a lob target off of those ball screens to really allow Carly and David Johnson the space to be effective. So I think that they're going to be swallowed up. And if those two are swallowed up, like. What's Louisville got? I, I don't love Virginia by any any stretch of the imagination. Um, but the fact that you have all of these great shooters for Virginia around the perimeter, um, all of these big guys that are really effective, and, you know, Kihei's probably going to be going up against um, uh, against Carly Jones. And I don't think Carly's the kind of guy that can completely swallow him up defensively. So I think there's going to be a chance for, for Kihei to get in the lane, be able to find shooters, make plays. So um, I, I really like Virginia minus two um, in this spot. And the other one that I had written down, first and foremost, Belmont laying six and a half. Um, we hit with Jacksonville State yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So that was nice. Yeah. Uh, but I think that that with, with Moose back and, and looking like he's he's almost back to 100%. Um, Give me your St. Louis St. Bonnie pick. Bonnie. I like the Bonnies. I don't know who I like, but man, I can't wait to watch that game. Six o'clock, honestly, might be the best window with Duke Carolina. In uh, in St. Louis, St. Bonnie's, like that's going to be a good window today. It is uh, two really good games. Um, but I, like I like the reason why I like the Bonnies. Yeah, your boy Mark Schmidt. Yeah, he's good, man. He can your boy Mark Schmidt. Really, he's coach. good. I don't understand. So you're 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 much more in tune with this than I am. 
but I do not understand for the life of me how a bigger school has not scooped him up yet. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, he's done such a great job at a really difficult job at St. Bonnie's. I, I think, you know, again, part of it is you're you're at St. Bonnie's. They haven't, I don't know, have they won? Did they win one tournament game? I don't know if he's they, won a tournament they, game. He might not have. But he's also like they, they there's always roster turnover there, right? And there's always player development, and there's always you always say like I don't know how St. Bonnie's is going to get this done, and they end up getting it done. And I, to me, over and over with yeah, different groups on the coach, yes, yeah. with different groups, different teams, different styles of play, different, different everything. Um, yep. So I just I know he's a BC alum, right? Yeah, I, you know I just don't know what they're going to do at BC yet. What Patrick Kraft's going to do? But you're right. I mean, Mark Schmidt uh, should be high atop or. or one of the final two or three candidates for Boston College. Period. I mean, uh, if you're if you're if you're BC or you're Penn State and you're not heavily considering Mark Schmidt, I don't know what you're doing. I mean, honestly, thanks, SD. Just to me, like UCLA in the first four in 2018. That's right. Yeah. So I'm to me, like to me, tell me, tell me if you think this is crazy. St. Bonaventure's, yeah, like that job, their status in the Atlantic Ten is pretty much on par with like what Penn state is in the big 10 or what BC is in the ACC. Now look, it's a different beast. I completely acknowledge that when you're in the ACC, you're going up against Duke and Carolina and Louisville and Syracuse and all of these juggernaut programs, but he's proven that he can have a lot of success at a job. That's not the best job in the league. You know, it's, would you like to know where, would you like to know where St. Bonaventure ranked when I did the, um, the rankings? Yeah. Yeah. Where? I'm still I'm still searching. 11th out of 14, 14. only yeah. ahead of Duquesne, which actually Duquesne's much better now than it was two years ago because they're buying games left and right. I had a Fordham, Duquesne, and LaSalle. How about that? So you're right. Like 11th, 11th out of 14 teams. Like, come on, man. Now, here's what I will say. Here's what I will say in regards to Mark Schmidt. Somebody said this to me yesterday, and it's true. If you are B.C., you might roll the dice on a younger guy. Uh, you're not close to winning. You're not close to getting into the ACC tournament, right? You're, you're, you're not, I mean, to getting in, into the NCAA tournament from the ACC. If you're Penn State, you're close. And if you have a guy that can really coach his ass off, which Mark Schmidt can do, and develop players, could Mark Schmidt take Penn State from here to in the end, you know, better than Indiana, beating some of those kind of mid-tier teams, the programs that are better, but ultimately he can coach his ass off. I'd look at Mark Schmidt if I was Sandy, Bar- Sandy Barber at Penn State. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, but like right. he's 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 a very, very good coach. All right, let's yes. move on. You like Belmont with me too, laying six and no, a half. I'm State. You know who I like? I like the two favorites in the America East. Yesterday I hit it with four favorites in, in the A-10. Today I'm going with uh, UMBC, six-point favorite. Uh, and they're both on their home court. Uh, and Vermont, nine-point favorite over Hartford. So UMBC, six over UMass Lowell. Vermont, nine over Hartford. Um, those are two I like. And um trying to think of what else I like with some of these tournament games. Let me now, ask you this. Um, so right now, the top of the Pac-12 conference looks like this. Oregon's in first place. USC's yeah. in second place. UCLA's in third place. And they're all um, tight. Yeah, USC and UCLA are playing each other today. 
It's in Pauley Pavilion. USC is laying two and a half points. You got any feel on that one? Yeah, I mean, I just think USC is the better team. You know, like I, I just feel like like Mobley is is something that and they've got like veterans, they've got a lot of transfers on that USC team. I don't know. I I, I feel like, yeah, I, I would go USC in this, and I don't generally um take USC. And I feel like I'm going to take him and they're going to lose here. But uh, I would go USC in this spot. Yeah, I, I think I agree. Taj, Taj Edie's emergence. Yeah. Drew um, Peterson's been good. Yeah, Drew Peterson's been, yeah. been good too. Um, yeah, I, I like I like USC there. I don't love it. It's not one of my favorite lines. It's I don't. What about Creighton Butler? What about Creighton giving 12 and a half? No Aaron Thompson. He's out for the year for Butler. Creighton obviously suspending. Uh, Greg McDermott for the senior night. This is it. This is their last game, last home I, game. I actually, so I, I really, really like Creighton here because I feel like this is a little bit of a, a, a rally the troops moment. This is like, all right, look, that last game was weird, right? Mm-hmm. That last game, it was hard for us to do anything, but this is our chance. Let's come together as a team. Let's go out here and kick somebody's ass. Like we, we don't have to, you don't have the awkwardness of having that coach in the locker room. Um, yeah, I think I think Creighton comes out here. Like they, they might win this game by twenty five. Honestly, like I, I really really like Creighton in this spot. And there's like I don't, this is not this is not any analysis beyond like some yeah, yeah. Like kind of like figure armchair, out. Yeah. it's armchair psychologist stuff. Big but, game, Rob. Big game. Iowa State at Kansas State today. You know why it's big? Well, both these coaches might get fired. Yeah, that's why it's big. That's why it's big. Uh, Steve Prom can win a, a conference game. Can he get one? No. <laughs> well, Robbie no. Hubble's giving us a good a good update on, on Kansas State. He kind of likes him. I do. I do. I agree with him. I think Robbie's right. Did he say that? He does. Yes, he, does. Yeah, he thinks they're pretty good. He thinks yeah, he good. I mean, they have a young team that's starting to come together. If you look at what they've done recently, um, I I don't know where it is. Like, I'm trying to find their profile on Kempom, but it's it's so far. Like, you know what's crazy about this matchup? Here's here's one. This this is one of the wildest things that I've seen in a while. Right. So, Iowa State is going to go winless in their league. They're two and twenty overall. But yeah. on Kempom right now, they're not the yeah. worst team. Like according to Kempom, Kansas State is actually the worst team in the Big Twelve. <laughs> and Iowa State is over seventeen. It's because Iowa State was really competitive for a while, but they've kind of fallen off a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I, I like I like Kansas State in the spot. You know, they they. I like Kentucky more. today, Rob. I like Kentucky giving seven and a half at home against South Carolina. I yeah, do. South Carolina feels like they've packed it in a little bit. Um, but I yeah, think, I, mean, yeah all... I think McDermott will coach in the Big East tournament. I do. Um, so yeah, my uh, my favorite bets of the day. Um, the ones that I'm gonna I'm gonna really be in on are um, are West Virginia. Well, West Virginia, I got them at seven and a half. And I went too heavy on it, probably. But what are you gonna do? Um, I took uh, Illinois. No, I'm sorry, Ohio State minus two and a half. Uh, yep. Purdue laying six and a half. All of these lines are courtesy of of uh, our, our partners over at Bet Rivers. By the way, I took the Duke money line plus one twenty. Those are the ones that I'm 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 heavy on. Um, I have a little sprinkle of Virginia minus two. I took Rutgers minus three and a half. I took the Bonnie's money line, uh, and I'm going to be on Belmont minus six and a half as well. The other, the you last two that I'm looking, yeah, it's a lot last, for you today. You're the excited. Last, the last, yeah, I actually, have, I feel like I have a good feel on this slate, yeah. which probably means I'm going to get absolutely dusted. 
because every time <laughs> I have a good feel, I just get dusted. But that's that's what I have right now. All right, I, I like obviously I like West Virginia. Um, I like your Purdue pick. I'm in on that. Um, I'm not going anywhere near Illinois or Ohio State. I like USC. Um, I like Duke in the money line. I like Rutgers, uh, Kentucky. What else do I kind of like? Uh, UNBC, Vermont. Those are the main ones. Those are the um, main ones. Right look, this, it's, I know it's kind of hard to to follow us when we just kind of right. do this and just say like list out the games we like. But if you go, there's an app called BetSpurt. B-E-T-S-P-E-R-T-S. Go follow us on BetSpurts. Every pick that I make, I put in there. Every bet that I make, I log into BetSpurts. Um, so it's much easier just to go there, see what I have, see how much action I have on each one of those lines, um, and and use that for the information that you need. Um, because, like I said, it's just uh, <laughs> we're we're going to start adding some graphics at some point. It's probably not going to be this season. So um, what, where we'll was that? Virtually. Where was that? Somebody asked. What? Oh, adding graphics for for our picks. Yeah, for our pit. Like once we get a producer, then like yes, we can. But right now, like when I'm producing this stuff by myself, while I'm also trying to log picks and keep Goodman's ass in line, like not possible. No. You guys have no idea how hard it is to manage this guy. Yeah, well, listen, <laughs> I, I, I get it. I get it. I understand it. And uh, we got thirty days. Thirty days till the national title game, Robert Doster. So uh, thirty more days of these pods and uh, these live streams. And uh, it's been fun. And uh, hopefully we're going to make some money here in the next 30 days. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to make it all back. Don't worry. I got it covered. Don't let me get hot, baby. Do not let me get hot. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.